Welcome back to Seriously Funny. I am your host, Mashnor Kabir, and I know where the unicorns are. Let's start with a quick rundown of what's going on in my music world. Last Friday on September 25th, Joji released his album Nectar, and Machine Gun Kelly, MGK, released his album Tickets to My Downfall. For Joji's album, it was very experimental, and I think Joji fans will absolutely love it. Personally, I think Ballads 1 is still unbeat, but Nectar was a little underwhelming, definitely, especially considering the wait time, for me at least. MGK, however, Tickets to My Downfall was a banger. Absolutely amazing. It, smash album. I loved the entire thing. I'd give it like a 7 out of 10, though, only because the album does sound fairly similar the entire way through, meaning the replayability might not be too high. Joji's album, on the other hand, will probably be very replayable. I highly recommend rock fans go listen to MGK's album if you like that, you know, hype music, hard guitar, hard uh, drums, right? He works with, uh, what's his name? Travis Barker a lot, and they make an awesome duo and great music. Honestly, highly, highly recommend that. As for Joji's album, if you're a fan of more experimental, chill type music, Nectar, Joji's ne- Joji's Nectar. That sounds that doesn't sound too great, does it? Whoops. Anyways, <laughs> go give it a listen. Uh, for, as for anime. I started watching Fire Force. All I'm going to say is that Tamaki is best girl and the show has everything it takes for a successful anime. I highly recommend going and watching it. Action anime with a perfect amount of humor. Now on to the bulk of the episode. Starting with, is spiritual health humanity's next health endeavor? Right? So this this might be a little, this might take a minute. And we're going to touch on a lot of things and thoughts that I don't, uh, that I don't finish or overtly give my opinion on because I think that's going to be a next episode. But yeah, first, we had physical health. And if you look at older generations, you see that this idea of mental health isn't really something they think about, or quite frankly, care about, at least in my experience. This is probably because they were too busy worrying about whether or not they were going to get a cut that gets infected and they die. Uh, However, we've conquered physical health, bruh right? We have machines that can eat for you, that can beat your heart for you, that can breathe for you, technology that gives you fake limbs if you lose one. And then we're going to nano machines, right? We're going to put small things in your body. That's just going to make sure that you never get cancer, never get heart disease. And it's going to be great, right? Unless the gray goop problem happens. I don't know if you're interested in uh, nano machinery and the problem with that in the just that stuff in theory. Go listen to The End of the World by Josh Clark. Awesome podcast. I think it's episode one or two where he talks about the nanomachines. Anyways, medicine, medicines, vaccines that protect you with little to no pain against microscopic organisms that can kill you. COVID being an exception at the moment. But yeah, we have conquered the human body. Speaking of vaccinate your kids, don't devolve humanity. All right, please. That's, that's going to be my, that's not an opinion. Just do it. All right, vaccinate your kids. End of the story. Now, we're on to the second boss, though. The mind, the mental, right? The second leading cause of death from ages 10 to 34, and the fourth leading cause of death for ages 35 to 54 is the self, mental health. Worse than that, the numbers aren't going down. We're in a war against a pink blob called the brain, 
and we're losing. Needless to say, this is our next obstacle in human health. We know little about the brain, which is the mind's organ. And with Western science, we just want to say, quote, take this pill, take that pill, end quote, which let's remember thinking like that caused the opioid epidemic, which took quite a few thousand lives, but we didn't learn anything. So we made more pills. Regardless, with this method of thinking, we created these things called AD and ADs, antidepressants. Some of these drugs like Xanax are some of the most heavily abused drugs in America. And although for some people these ADs work, they don't work for everyone. Actually, fun fact, after you start taking ADs, there's a warning on the bottle that says when you start taking ADs, you're actually more likely to commit suicide. Regardless, we made a pill. It works for some people, which is awesome, but not for everyone. Then we made therapy that also works for some people, not everyone. At this moment in time, we don't know a direct way to fix this, a direct way to tackle mental health. Actually, some people might. The monks and the yogis in the Eastern world have methods for combating this and have spoken about the mind and its powers to create or destroy for thousands of years, which, hint, hint, you may want to look into if you're having mental health problems. I would also recommend the psychiatrist, but we only have a few pills to give you. The East has hundreds of meditation techniques to help you. One of them will probably work. However, their methods are time consuming, years and years of dedication and time to completely uh, tame the mind. We don't like that in the West. We like drugs here. So we just keep researching drugs. That's probably kind of ranty, but that's just how it be over here in the west you feel me with all that said i wonder then if right now we have problems with the mind and problems taming our head and our mental if humanity can survive this is spiritual health going to be next what does spiritual illness even look like like do you disintegrate do you melt how exactly can your soul be ill you feel me i don't know all right but while we go through this mental health problem it seems like the people that do look towards Eastern methods of healing through yoga, meditation, and other things, they also pr practice spiritual health through that, right? Those things not only help the mind, but the soul as well. Meaning maybe, depending on the method we use to conquer mental health, we may conquer spiritual health as well. If we just make a pill, though, that'll only affect the brain, which is, again, simply the organ of the mind. As for the soul, there's not really one specific organ that the soul manifests through. So that'll be interesting to see if we can make a pill that prevents people from disintegrating due to their spiritual illness, right? But yeah, that's that was my first thought I had that I wanted to share. Now, the second one, the title of this podcast, why you shouldn't get angry at certain things. So let's go through a hypothetical first. Imagine this, you have a knife, and someone comes up to you and starts trying to assault you. And what you do with your massive brain is say to them, quote, wait, here's a knife, end quote. And you give them your knife. That situation is what getting mad at someone is like. You're giving them power over you. You're letting them get to you. People think getting mad and defending yourself through anger shows pride. I think getting angry at someone throws your pride away. You let someone control you. You let the words and or actions of someone else affect your mood in a way that negatively affects your mind and your body. Don't let anyone control you. You belong to yourself, 
no one else don't let someone own you by being angry at them bro and unless you're being paid a lot of rent by someone no one should occupy space in your mind if someone upset you if all you can think about is that person and hurting them getting back at them whatever you're giving them space inside of your mind and you're not getting anything from it think about that for a second you're giving someone free real estate inside of your mind. Does that sound like a good idea? No, probably not. Don't let anyone occupy your mental, especially with a negative ROI, return on investment. That's bad business. Moreover, this doesn't just have to be with people. If you're getting mad at object situations, you're giving your power. You are making yourself a slave to something inanimate. Imagine that. You are kneeling down to something that isn't breathing. I'm not saying that getting mad is bad for your health, which it is. Ex excess anger isn't great for your heart health or your blood pressure. Your physical and mental health will be not at by anger. But the reason I'm saying not to get angry is because it makes you a slave, a slave to someone else, bro. Do not be anyone's slave. You are not a slave. And this is supported by science as well. On a TED Talk, Dr. Jill... Uh, neuroscientist she says that quote no one can make you angry but you can give people the trigger to make you angry end quote don't give people power over you bro you are yours keep it that way lastly ending this i actually have so much more time left so we don't have to end it more with anger anger is so much work you know i haven't been able to feel anger in Oh, man three years now i i don't remember what anger is like but when i see people get mad i don't understand it have you ever seen someone get mad about something and you think about it and you're like that's stupid <laughs> you know why why are they getting mad about that it doesn't matter and then you get mad about something and i'm sure if someone looked at you and said hey yo buddy why are you mad stop being stupid you probably wouldn't be too pleased with that you know what i'm saying so i feel like that's a fair argument in itself to not get angry at at people at things i mean usually bruh it's like you get mad for these dumb reasons like after you get mad it takes 90 seconds for the acetylcholine and everything all the anger neurotransmitters and chemicals to go through your body a minute and 30 seconds and that can be refilled if there's another trigger, of course, and or you keep pushing yourself towards anger. But like, after it's over, after it flushes out, you sit there and you think, what the frick was that? Why, you know, that's not worth getting, you laugh at it later. And sure, maybe getting angry at dumb things gives you something to laugh at later. So maybe in that case, it is worth it just to create a story later. But <laughs> that's some broken logic. It's not broken logic. It's just... <laughs> don't be like that <laughs> anyways yeah i don't know man anger seems so superfluous to me you feel me it's yeah i don't know man unnecessary don't don't get angry at dumb things however anger is also i mean emotions in general they're they're messengers right they're just trying to tell you something so anger if you use anger in the right way it's actually really helpful. So I'm going to give the other side of the argument that I just provided. So uh, don't get angry at stupid things. Yes. Understand what matters and doesn't matter, right? Know your purpose. 
and your values found through that purpose and then get angry based on those that purpose and those values and use anger to motivate you to strengthen your resolve to push you forward to do things right like once upon a time there was a guy who got really angry about injustice in america and he died for it but he also made great strides to push that right his name was martin luther king jr he got angry at something that truly mattered injustice in america and civil rights and he used that anger he used that anger as a fuel to push himself to inspire to motivate to galvanize people to act on this atrocious atrocious atrocity yeah we're gonna say atrocious atrocity on america right this leech this this parasite just sucking at america keeping us from its true potential which unfortunately it is still there as we can currently see but episode two talked about that for now yeah he uses anger in a really great way so what is anger trying to tell you anger is trying to tell you from what i know have studied and from what i remember through anger anger is trying to tell you that something is wrong and yeah that's about it it's really just trying to tell you that something is wrong something is not right something goes against your your values your purpose and belief now that's what it should be for most people they don't know their values their purpose or their beliefs and they get angry at everything yeah don't get angry at everything it's it's not good habit all right but yeah don't you know you understand those things about yourself and then you can use anger as as something that notifies you when something is wrong and then when you know that something is wrong understand you should work to change that right and if it aligns with your purpose and your values it's something you should be working to change so it's not usually there won't be that question of Oh, should I? You know, you, you should, because it aligns with your values and your purpose. And so you should work towards that. And so rather than thinking that, you should think, all right, how do I how do I change that? How do I fix this this issue that is causing me this anger? Then you can utilize anger to your how do you freak, what's the word, man? To your to your benefit. I feel like that's not the right word, but we're gonna use that. You you can utilize anger towards your benefit. You can use it for yourself you can use it as a power right emotions one thing one argument you hear often and i'll probably touch on this a longer time again later but one argument is like are emotions necessary that question in itself answering that question in itself is an emotional answer usually most people will be like nah they're not necessary but we don't need emotions and as someone who's basically lost their emotions i'm telling you emotions serve a very valuable purpose and you should probably keep them mother nature through thousands and thousands of years of human evolution has kept things for a reason there's a reason you need to sleep for eight hours there's a reason you need to eat food a few times a day there's a reason x y and z if we didn't need emotions if they were completely unnecessary we could have thrown them away mother nature would have evolved that out of us there's no point right if there was no point but it's still here. So there's probably a purpose, a reason. And the reason I I believe and the reason that I just gave is, yeah, emotions are messengers. They are trying to tell you something. I mean, even in the name neurotransmitter, emotions are just a bunch of neurotransmitters. They're trying to transmit something. They're trying to 
tell you something. If you understand what your emotions are trying to tell you, you can utilize your emotions to benefit yourself, to evolve yourself, to push yourself forward, to win. However, if you let those emotions control you, if you become a slave to those emotions, you are not going to win. You are very, very much so going to lose. So that's a little bit on emotions right there and a little bit on anger and using it to your benefit. Now, we can get on to that last thing. So lastly, I want to share a story with you. Uh, this was posted on my blog two days ago on Wednesday, but I feel like for full effect, I wanted to read it. And right after, for dramatic effect, I'll cut the podcast. So I'll say right now, please rate and share this podcast, especially with your homies that love getting mad at things like video games. Send them this and say, quote, you're a slave to Minecraft, bruh. How does that make you feel? End quote. <laughs> on to the story. Thank you for subscribing and sharing. <clears throat> and then it ends. Remember a time you woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Remember that feeling of sluggishness, that thought, maybe I should just go back to bed. That fought against the duties and responsibilities that couldn't give a single crap about your feelings or what side of the bed you woke up on. Left, right, top, middle, bottom, under, get up and get to it, those thoughts tell you. After these thoughts collided in your mind, remember that feeling of forcing yourself up and out of bed acquiescing to the anxieties of not getting done what your mind told you needed to get done, slowly getting on with your morning routine. Remember the rest of the day as you reluctantly trudged your way through. Remember getting mad at people who asked, are you okay? You seem off. Because of course you're fine. You got out of bed, didn't you? Remember thinking, maybe I shouldn't have gotten angry. They're just worried. Remember as you painfully went through the day as if it were just a snowstorm and you didn't have a jacket, wanting to quit the entire day and just go back to bed. Finally, the sun goes down. You go back home. You get into bed still feeling awful and just wanting nothing more than to drift off. You close your eyes and then it ends. Now remember waking up on the right side of the bed. Remember that feeling of hope, that thought, today is gonna be a great day, that worked with wonderful sensations of how warm it is today, how vivid life's colors feel, how motivated you feel to get up, how energetic you feel. Remember the excitement to get out of bed and start your morning. Remember the rest of the day as you excitedly skipped and hopped your way through it. Remember getting donuts for everyone. Remember messaging that friend you haven't talked to in a long time and having a beautiful conversation. Remember that great feeling of helping that old lady at that grocery store. Remember going back home and wishing the day never ended, wishing you could stay in this moment forever. This moment of serenity, beauty, motivation. Then the sun goes down, you get into bed, you close your eyes, and then it ends.